What's up, everybody? Richard back today with another episode of The Warped Report. And today, we're going to talk about uh, some more metalcore bands charting on the Billboard 200. We got a band returning from a long, well, I wouldn't even call it a hiatus. Like, they were done, but they are back. We have a lawsuit that has been settled in the metal scene. We have a new single from a top metalcore band and also some potential leaks from a very well-known metalcore band from Australia. Also, we're going to, at the tail end of this show today, we're going to talk about the brand new Whitechapel album, Kin, and Limp Biscuits' new record, Still Sucks. So let's get this started now. Very first story here, Every Time I Die's album, Radical, has debuted inside the top 50 of the Billboard 200. According to Lamb Goat here, Every Time I Die's ninth studio album, Radical, has debuted number 45 on the Billboard 200 chart after tallying nearly, tallying roughly, rather, 14,000 in total activity, 11,000 of which were pure sales, including 7,000 vinyls. Um, that is quite crazy. And then I also found their Billboard history here. So actually charting at number 45, um, you know, it looks like, you know, their, their previous albums will go, uh, will go back and starting in 2016, they were at number 23 is where they peaked their 2014 record. They charted, uh, peaked at number 22, 2012, no, number 25, 2009, number 46, 2007, number 41 and 2005, number 71. And that was their first appearance on the billboard 200. Now, what I think is very interesting here is that, um, one, I'm, I'm not surprised that every time I die charted, you know, they've been a very consistent band with a very hardcore fan base for a long time. But what I've been interested in lately with these album sales are, I guess like the album sales themselves, right? Like the physical units that are being sold feel like a lot more uh, than recent. Of course, Every Time I Die kind of does have that, a little bit of a die-hard fan base. So I can imagine, you know, they want all the vinyl variants and stuff like that. But what I think is really interesting about metal, uh, especially right now, is that everybody uh, seems to be, um, you know, wanting those material possessions more, you know, whether it is the CD or the vinyl versus, you know, getting that virtual copy or just streaming it. It seems like um, there's been a lot of support recently for metal acts, especially, you know, with the pandemic still kind of in progress, you know, with some states having varying uh, limitations and stuff like that, and also just bands being out for so long. It's really cool to see, um, you know, these physical units being sold, also part of merch bundles, I'm sure, and I'm hope hopefully these bands are making, you know, quite a little bit of money. But next up, let's turn over to Texas in July. Announced their first show in six years. They're going to be uh, playing at August Burns Red's annual Christmas Burns Red. I actually was uh, told about this yesterday, um, I, according to a source close to me. Uh, it wasn't announced yet. Uh, they were unaware of how I found out the information, but actually I saw it just floating around on Facebook. Um, you know, I guess people were buying tickets on Ticketmaster and they were also receiving the complete flyer. And the, they did inform me that it was legit. And it turns out, of course, it is. Now, I do not have any information on whether this is going to be a regular thing. 
But it sounds like to me, this is just going to be a like probably like a one time reunion for this big event as like a, you know, paying respect to the fans. You know, coming out of the pandemic, it's just something to really kind of also bolster the profile of the show because this does take place in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and that is where Texas in July is from, as well as August Burns Red. So uh, it's also going to be featuring Zayo. Lorna Shore, Varials, and also another band who I was on. I, I don't have the information in regards to who the next band is going to be. That's going to be announced. But um, I will try to do my best in between now and next week to figure that out if it's not already announced by them. But Texas in July are making a comeback. Now, this next story. Kind of a little bit outside of the Warp Tour kind of scene, but... Um, if you guys, you know, have been watching, you know, metal news at all, you'll know that Bad Wolves and Tommy Vexed, uh, you know, obviously uh, not a very amicable uh, departure from the band for Tommy Vexed. Um, and there were can, there were lawsuits from both sides. And uh, now it figures now, it, I guess, you know, these lawsuits have ended. Um, and then, you know, Billboard was the one who originally reported this. So, you know, credit to them. But uh, the main quote here, I think, is uh, a really good depiction of everything that's been going on. So, um, you know, this is a settlement with no winners and no losers. It's beneficial to everyone in order to move on and bury the hatchet. Um, and uh, this is um, this is this has been a long time coming. You know, this has been kind of going on for a while. Um, and it's it's good to see this coming to an end. Uh, this is a joint. It said this was a joint statement. So uh, you know, obviously now Tommy Vexed has been kind of doing his own solo thing, and Bad Wolves has moved on with DL and Daniel Laskowitz, who used to be in the Acacia Strain. So um, it's nice. To, like I said, it's nice to see this uh, you know coming to an end. It was kind of a, a drama filled, you know shit show there for a little while and so yeah as it says here in this lamb goat article we'll go back onto that screen it says since the singer split with the band last winter the two parties have traded insults and accusations via social media in july vex filed a lawsuit against bad wolves manager alan kovac and the record label better noise music who reciprocated with their own lawsuit and tommy vex also claimed that that lawsuit came due to his uh, you know political ideologies you know obviously we don't know Anything involving that, but the lawsuits have been settled. Both of these guys, and well, this, you know, Tommy Vex, this guy and this band, Bad Wolves, are going to move on. And hopefully that is the end of this craziness. Next up, we have a new single uh, coming from We Came as Romans on November 10th, 2021, titled Daggers. This comes, uh, you know, we have some, it uh, looks like a, you know, some press stuff here or press packet of some kind from sharp tone. So uh, that will be coming. That's always very exciting. I've got some, some really nice promo pictures here from the guys as well, but yes, new we came as Roman single daggers coming out November 10th, 2021. And then this was kind of interesting. So I saw this posted on Reddit and it has since been deleted, but the, the, well, I'll explain why we're talking about this. So, it says the new Northland album is Obsidian to be released March 25th, 2022. At the time when I was reading this, it also listed the tracks and whatnot. But the reason why I want to talk about this, obviously it's been deleted for a reason because it's a leak. And how I know that is because I saw him commenting here. But if you look up Josh Smith, this is the guitarist for Northland. It even says it here. And um, 
they're wondering if, you know, maybe they heard this on North Lane's Patreon and they said that they did not discuss this on Patreon. It's 100% leaked info. And then if you go down, he also had another post in which he says, firstly, I'm vastly disappointed that, you know, the Metalcore uh, subreddit is allowing leaked information to be left up like this. Secondly, I can confirm um, that the information is not all accurate. I'm happy you're all excited, but it's bittersweet for me to drop in and see this. So, we're not exactly sure what parts are true and what aren't. You know, it could be that the date's wrong, but the track lists are correct or whatnot. But also this post does say that there's going to be a, you know, the first single from this titled Echo Chamber also out on November 10th. So we'll see what's true and not true here. But when the guitar player of the band is commenting and giving, you know, some credence to some of the stuff contained in these posts, of course, I want to bring that information to you. So looks like there's some new North Lane on the horizon here, whether on November 10th being the first single or March being the full record. And, you know, obviously singles leading up to that remains to be seen. But now let's talk quickly about the new Whitechapel record, Kin, and then Limp Biscuit. So the new Whitechapel record, I absolutely loved it. You know, obviously, um, a little bit more, um, you know, there was some heavy in there, of course, you know, some more of that patented death core that Whitechapel does, but it was definitely a little bit softer. And I think that they did a really nice job of kind of creating an atmosphere that really mimicked the emotion of the songs very, very well. You know, I love the song Orphan. I think that that one really showcased Phil's range as a vocalist, both, uh, you know, mainly for his cleans, because that's what was, you know, the song was all in cleans. But, you know, um, in other material, we've heard him do cleans, but it's, you know, it's kind of been a, a one tone kind of thing, but it was done very, very well. But in that one, he kind of really pushed the limits. And I thought that was awesome. I would say that my favorite song overall was a blood soaked symphony. And I gave this record a nine out of 10. I was a big fan of it been a big fan of Whitechapel for a long time and I'm happy to see them uh you know kind of doing uh that style they do it very very well and lastly let's talk about the new Limp Biscuit record still sucks Limp Biscuit is back baby I was in shock this record was phenomenal my top three tracks number one Pill Popper number two Out of Style and number three Dirty Rotten Biscuit there was a lot of different styles on this record, including some pop punk. There was like a Lifehouse riff in there. There was one that reminded me of TLC even, um, you know, a song that reminded me of TLC. And, uh, you know, Limp Biscuit. I mean, they dropped the hammer with this record. You know, I think Wes Borland came out with some of the coolest riffs I've heard from him, including, you know, that riff for Out of Style. Um, if you have not heard that song, if you heard that riff in any metalcore song, you would go nuts. And this is for Limp Biscuit. You've got to check out Out of Style, Pill Popper, Dirty Rotten Biscuit. You really got to check out the whole record because I gave that record probably, I think it was an 8.7 out of 10. Um, I absolutely loved it. It was so cool to see them come back in such a cool way. Um, you know, there was even a cover on there of a song from an Australian band from the 80s, which I didn't know about at the time when I was doing the review, but it was still pretty cool nonetheless. There's even like a mock interview between an interviewer who was obviously Fred Durst talking to Wes Borland for like two minutes just randomly. The album is so fun, so entertaining, and you've got to check it out. So there, there you guys have it. I gave Whitechapel a 9 out of 10, Limp Bizkit an 8.7 out of 10. And how I give those grades, by the way, is I grade each song as I listen to them and then I average the scores together. But with that, guys, 
Did you pick up any of that every time I die, uh, you know, physical merch or physical CDs, vinyls, or anything like that? Are you going to be going to that Christmas Burns Red? I know a lot of people want to make the trip to go see Texas in July again. Bad Wolves, I mean, did you follow all this crap? I mean, what did you? What do you think of this finally coming to an end? You excited for the new week came as Romans and the new North Lane? I mean, what do you guys think of these rumors? I mean, I'm not sure what to make of it. And lastly, what did you think of the new White Chapel and Limp Biscuit Records? Let me know all your thoughts down below, and I will see you next week for another episode of The Warped Report here on the Out of Line YouTube channel. But until then, stay safe, and I'll see you later. Peace.